0: You're listening to Music Mythology. My name is Sam Romo, and let's talk about some music. Learning the bass, and then the drums, and then going into the guitar. Like, I have such more awareness. I mean, like musical, like spatial awareness of like where everyone is without just being focused, like an ego, like all like, I'm going to cut through and I'm going to lead the group. It's like, no, 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 I know how to listen to the group. You know, I know how to consider where you're going. Cause, I mean, the bass and the drums, you're the backbone. And it's like, because, like, yep. I really learned that you can control the band with the bass when I was the newest one in the group. And I was like, mm-hmm. why are they all messing up so bad when I mess up just a tiny bit? And I'm like, oh, because yes, there's like, a lot of power there. There's a lot, yeah. And like, I don't know, I'd be like, prior to learning it, I was like, ah, eh, was the bass man, you know, it's to do with the bass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, but man. as soon as I was put yeah. into the role of the bass man, I was like, whoa, all now right. Yeah, you start to see it and feel it. And that's more or less you just feel it. Yeah. yeah. That's my, my bassist, uh, Lucas Weiss, Loyal mm-hmm. Sally's bassist, mm-hmm. probably the, the best bassist I've ever had, um, par none. Um, I think all the other bassists that I've played with are great, but like he and I have just been together for... So he's the only reason I'm still with this band, Loyal Sally. Oh, okay. <laughs> like he's that dude. All right. Um, but yeah, he he's a the unwritten hero of all of our songs because mm. what you provide with the low end opens up all the mid range. That is like your rhythm guitar and or your lead guitar. Yeah, or like your overtones. Everything like everything else is basically just you're you're either you're providing color to the bass and the mm. room that the bass is giving you. Because without the bass, you you have you have pretty colors, but you have no depth to the colors. Right. So it's like you're looking at a sunset. But there's no purple, there's no blue. Right. It's just sun, and then sun just disappears. Yeah. You know, like no yeah. without the base, like you need the bass. That's 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 a, all the extra colors that make everything sound huge. So without it, yeah, you have free reign to do your thing and talk noise. But with it, it kind of puts you in, in puts you in a circle. Like oh, there's a warm circle. Here's a whole little pocket right here that I can just play around yeah. with, and that's just like just sounds. Yeah. So, yeah, once the, once bases figure it out, it's game set matched. Oh, and you can become a
0: monster. I mean, we, we just saw uh, his name was Justin King. It's a good, this dude out of mm-hmm. uh, Arlington. Yeah. And he, uh, uh, his bassist, man, like he, they, they were doing like some like Childish Gambino covers and some stuff and, and like, man, at the end, they would kind of wrap up some of them with jams and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But every time that bassist would go on his own thing the whole crowd just felt it, it was like the guitarist could do or or the the, the guy on the keys could go could oh, yeah. go nuts and be awesome but man when the bassist bust out and yeah, it starts cutting through with the funk
1: everyone's like man the whole
0: the whole crowd is just going nuts so i was like man cuz that's the power there that it is that is the power like, man it's very true
1: a good bassist like there's nothing like it there's nothing like having a good bassist and there's sure. so many of them here god there's so many good bassists here <laughs> i mean hell, we have mono neon live's here i've never heard of that oh see that's 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 the whole thing yeah here's another depth yeah right (laughs) if we're recording already yeah yeah we're rolling oh well you guys aren't privy to that part of the conversation so you just have to see that in the notes (laughs) because i don't want to go through that one again but there's a lot of people he's never heard of and a lot of people i've never heard of because there's way too much music out there yeah name every album really quick (laughs) i wish (laughs) i i do have an old teacher who has like the rolling stones like the uh the the the, I guess the top, I guess the top forty charts. Mm. He's got every album, like from the very first one that they did. Oh, the very so first, the very friend. first one. I don't even remember what it is. He's got a whole, that's bo- cool. like a holy black book somewhere, just like albums. Wow, which is pretty gnarly because I mean, and I assume like in the next like twenty years, like records would have like replaced CDs. So CDs are <laughs> like one hundred and twenty percent obsolete. Right? You know what I mean? Like they're still a thing, but that's like. That's almost as vintage now as like VHS or just yeah. standard music cassettes. Yeah, but records have found a way to come back, which is dope. Yeah. I don't see CDs coming back. No, no. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. Well,
0: because I mean, like records. Actually, the
1: like I have it on my wall. Leon Bridges'
0: new album, uh, like Columbia or, or whoever designed the the inner sleeve, it has like ten reasons why you should pick vinyl over like any other medium. That's cool. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of like. I mean, there's like a paragraph for each one. It's really intense. Oh, I bet and it's a very <laughs> intense thing. Not surprised. Uh, but overall, I feel like the main thing. I mean, this is why. I mean, I, I'm a vinyl person. It's like I just like the ritual of it. I like yeah. being able one to support the artist because it's it's their product. Mm-hmm. Two, it's like awesome. I think this is on that list actually. It's like it, it it's a bigger picture of what the art is. So it's an expansion on what the the music itself is. It just embodies it a little bit more. Um. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, just a ritual, like, uh, like just, cause like, I like the idea of like doing, I mean, like, like making coffee. Like I like to yeah. actually make it, pour it over or whatever and not just throw it in and walk away. It's like, I like the idea of having a ritual involved in something that I, I consider important, like in my day. And Makes so sense. like, so like the, yeah, like, I don't know the, the interaction of it, like a physical mm-hmm. interaction, um, yeah, I just like it. I don't like it cuz
1: I mean, I'm also I have like freaking bluetooth everything and whatever and could just play it immediately. Which is a thing, but there's yeah. there's there's something to the the nostalgia of using a record player. Like for, sure. for me like it's the I I told myself I would never get a record player unless I got the right one. Mm. And in order for me to get the right one, I'd have to buy like my own amp for it cuz it's going to have to go through these old speakers mm. that need to be warmed up before they start up. Why? Because I'm not getting any new records. I want an album that was recorded in nothing but one takes. So like I can hear the air in the room mm. not change from track to track, knowing that a band had to like show up and do like three tracks at one point yeah. in time. Like, like, so, like Thriller or something. Yeah. yeah. Or um like any Isley's album, any Isley's records from like the early like Shout Days to uh, Who's That Lady. We're all done like one takes. Like They just show up, start, finish. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like Done. Um, any Motown record. Hmm. Like Motown, they'd show up, play the chart down, all in one room, leave with it. So all those records just sound the same. From the time you hear the needle drop, there's an air in the room, and then it just sustains. Hmm. No matter what song is played, you, it's just like a... If you have a fan over us and the fans just going nonstop, you'll hear it through this entire episode. Yeah. But you can edit that out if you didn't want like, oh, it's it's adding too much. We can just edit that out. You can do that now. Then they couldn't. Right. So it's just like, yeah, it's as if you're in the room with them. Yeah. Especially if you get a good Motown album with like a good speaker system. Because the room wasn't much bigger than the one that we're in now. Sure. And like, yeah, sit yourself in a corner and just listen. Shut your eyes and dare to, you know, imagine that you're just in the room with like Marvin Gaye and like, you know, the hit squad just playing tunes down because Smokey had nothing else to do that day. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I I said, if I'm ever going to do it, I'm going to do it. Hmm. But I hadn't done it yet. (laughs) So I'm going to blow a lot of money on like all that it is not a cheap hobby no or or passion to pursue (laughs) it's a a hobby i'd say it's a hobby unless you're actively making records at at what point Mm. i'd say like at that point that's that's a it's an investment that's a craft
0: yeah yeah well well, or it could be like i do this like i'll buy them and flip them so i can that's a thing too so i can get the ones i really want i understand (laughs) i'm a sneakerhead i understand completely yeah let's see i grew up like i said i I didn't have much money growing up and one of the quick lessons i learned was comic book shops and to a kid how how you could swap out toys for other things there like oh they Uh, they had their own currency that's right Yeah. yeah and and uh and then once i got into comic books i was like oh if i pay attention to the ones that are expensive or you know go up yeah it's like oh i bought this for a dollar now it's twenty dollars oh now i got twenty dollars and uh same thing with music i mean, I always do that i make sure my hobbies kind of pay for themselves or yep. whatever you know i understand that too but uh yeah with vinyl though i mean yeah if you want to get i mean intense i mean oh uh, they're out the, there get the 180 gram you gotta get the weighted needle and you know i mean it's like there you can get as oh, particular you as you ever
1: want mm-hmm. and i love that you can i oh, just yeah. <laughs> I, I just i know for a fact i'm just not at the point where i want to do it yet mm. and i think like it's like all right until i'm just there cool because i'm new house well not a new house but i got well it basically is a new house at this point move the girlfriend in and once the girlfriend moves in that's you know it's her house now <laughs> you know like days of the bachelor pad are over 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 so like <laughs> i have my drum room and that's all I really need. The rest of the house is hers. Do what you want with it. Nice. So I was like, I don't have that much room in my drum room right now. Like I got <laughs> enough to where I can teach lessons virtually. I got a little green screen right there. And then I have oh, the drum nice. set and it's about all the room I got in there. <laughs> like, I didn't realize that room was so small until I put a whole drum set in. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Well, same with this one. I was like, I'm gonna, we're going to put a drum set right there.
0: We're going to put this there. And then you start adding it up. I'm like, Ey. yeah, you just run out really quickly. It's like, I can put one
1: guitar in this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so much. It's got so many things I want. Oh, so many things I want. But like sound muffling is the next step. Oh, yeah. Get the acoustic. Mm-hmm. Got to get it to sound. Either sound really good in that room or have sound not travel out of that room. Yeah. Don't know which ones I want to go with yet. Mm. So got those. And then I have like sh- the shoe containers, like the little plastic shoe containers. So oh, I have a okay. whole, I have a closet full of boxes. Oh, yeah, because you're a sneaker. Huh? I love sneakers. Nice. And even though like 90% of the time you see me, I will always be wearing slides like I am right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you but, got it there
1: for certain occasions. Oh, yeah. Like, if you had brought the setup over to the crib, like I'd have found a way to like shower and look decent. But yeah, <laughs> you caught me like right out of marching band. So it's like <laughs> tank top, basketball shorts, slides. <laughs> Tools of the trade. Tools of the trade. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome,
0: man. So, uh, what? Uh, so, hmm, what's the best way to word this question?
1: Uh, from the beginning.
0: This. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's the best way to ask you this question? It would probably be how long have you been pursuing the life of percussion and drumming?
1: Uh, I'd probably say it would, it's had to have started somewhere around me being in the womb. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, uh, I think uh, my dad was a bassist um, and my my mom was a a singer. So like I feel like that's definitely something I was born with Mm. was a sense of rhythm and a voice. Not really to sing, but definitely one to be heard, used. I just didn't know how Mm. at that point. Um, So I want to say somewhere around maybe the age of like 10 or 11 I was playing basketball a lot, and that was kind of what I wanted to do with my life was play basketball. Mm. Mom said you need to, you need you need something else, like uh, you need a backup plan, because you may not get taller, and if you don't get taller, you know you're gonna have to work that much harder, mm. or you know you just have something else to fall back on. So I was always interested in music, just didn't never had the courage to like try it or do it until I moved out of my dad's place in Georgia and in with my mom and we went to the Potter's house church. Okay. And I got to watch this, uh, this drummer named Gino Locke Johnson, uh, mm. Eagleheart, uh, currently runs, uh, the Freeman in deep Ellum. Okay. Yeah. So he does like the booking out there. I think he's, I think he runs, a, I think he runs a restaurant too. And dude's working, mm. but Gino was the drummer at the time. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, he just, you know, I was watching him intently one day, and my mom's, like, fanboyed and told him I was, like, watching him. Like, I spent the whole service, like, watching him for, like, all of worship. And he's like, yeah, tell him to come up and sit up here. You can sit behind and just watch. So I went up and sat behind him and just nice. watched one day and decided I wanted to do that. Mm. Uh, I was sitting next to a couple friends, one that I call a cousin. Uh, his name's Brian Harmon. He was a, probably the best jazz drummer I know. And then the other side was this cat named Brandon Price, who's in a band called uh Friday's Foolery. Hmm. Um, local band called Friday's Foolery, which is their badass. I think they're getting their residency back at uh Three Links on Tuesdays. So oh, cool. Yeah. If you're ever looking for something to do on a random Tuesday night, you can always go to Three Links to catch nice. that. But Brandon's an amazing drummer. I think he tours with a country group, um, uh, plays funk, jazz, whatever. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> whatever. But yeah, I I those are two monsters <laughs> that I'm just like. Didn't know at the time, but now looking at where they are, it's like, y'all are monsters. (laughs) I just took the orchestral route Mm. because I, I didn't think I had that. Like I didn't think Mm. drum set was the way to go for me. So I took the orchestral route and did drum corps and lots of marching band. Gotcha. So they love that experience. And I'm over here like, I wasted a lot of my time, but (laughs) yes, it was different. I drummed a lot. I have really good hands. But y'all have really good like everything's (laughs) like your Mm. everything's work better than mine. So I'm habitually feel like I'm playing catch up (laughs) to like those dudes because they're monsters. Yeah. And we all started about the same time. Mm. Just just watching Gino. Wow. So, yeah, I've had the luxury of I've gotten to tell him that, too. Oh, (laughs) nice. He's the the reason I started now somewhere. I think that was probably somewhere around like 12, 12 or 13, realistically, because I was 11 when I still lived in Georgia. So probably 12 or 13. And then yeah I was just you know orchestral band all through middle school high school uh, what college I did do and alongside all the high school stuff was all the marching band stuff hmm. so lots of drum lines nice. <laughs> lots of drum lines <laughs> no, I'm sure <laughs> I mean one of them has led to like us sitting at this table right now um, yeah through our mutual contact uh, Manny Flores yeah shout out Manny yeah <laughs> love you bro yeah like he and i were seat partners when we marched bk Damn. like literally lived right next to each other for an entire summer nice so i be my best friend till i die or one of the many but that experience i will have with us until like no one will top that experience mm, yeah that's some work <laughs> <laughs> so we were already cool before that but like you can really grow out of being cool with somebody at like just mm, as easy but sure we never butted heads the entire summer i was like this is it's pretty awesome. That that man. doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. I've seen f- best friends go into drum corps and like leave, like hating each other. Mm. And we spent every waking day together <laughs> and still don't hate each other. Nice. That's good, man. It's,
0: That's great. proof that you're meant to be friends. Yeah, right? <laughs> Impeccable. So, what was your, uh, your first band or your first group that you played
1: uh, with? The first band was i want to say the first band was in 2008 i want to say because i had just gotten back from drum corps um oh we were called authory oh, okay <laughs> um it was myself um a homie nathan bacon so was a bassist uh uh jeff, uh jefferson davis jeff davis uh, i forget who jeff played for but jeff was a phenomenal guitarist hmm. um and it's gonna it is gonna drive me nuts and i'm sure if he hears this he's going he's cursing my name right now <laughs> um but he stopped playing so that's what you get <laughs> um and then uh john mark stanley now me and mark are also playing together right now in a be- in a pop punk group called further north okay um and we've also got a couple of different projects that were like in the process of like trying to kick start. um but it was the four of us doing video game music, so we would take like eight-bit music and s- basically just sample it. So they would they would take like a say like any Castlevania tracks, so okay. which like probably the best eight-bit music you're going to find <laughs> was on Castlevania or Mega Man. Mega Man was dope too. Yeah, that's pretty good. And they would take like a boss scene, like Mega Man, and they would just figure out the rhythms and figure out the notes on a guitar. And then they would write it harmonically off of, like, the two guitarists. And then me and Bacon would just provide, like, a groove for them to do that. So, basically, we would nice. we would listen, figure out what it was, which was just as easy as sampling. Yeah. So, we would sample it, cut it, and then make our own songs off of it. Huh. And it, it, was, it was math rock before we knew what we were really doing. Mm. Like, playing everything out of four. Like, things that were... If it was in four you definitely didn't feel like, yay. Yeah. Like You didn't, You're like, like wait, everything was like, yeah, yeah, your backbeats were like on the end of two and then three. <laughs> it's like, dude, none of this like, none of it felt right. But when you listen to like what it was, it was like, yo, this doesn't suck. It's just like, like we just didn't know what we were doing. Cause mm. none of us had ever really been in a band before. We just wanted to play music. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. the music that just so happened to be happening. Huh. It's like, all right, cool. Hmm. So we played maybe three shows and then we broke up and uh, swore that I would never get in the, be in a band with Mark again. <laughs> and then like uh, nearly a decade later, or over a decade later, we're in a band again. Hey, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like we, he was just he was just young. Like we all were. We were all just young and mm. like yeah, everybody thinks they know how to do things. And yeah, we're the exact same way. Like I thought I knew how to do things. He thought he knew how to do things. Like dude, let's just continue to be friends and not do this music thing or let's go our separate ways and get really good and then like come back yeah you know like we could always come back to this but i just died now it's not the time yeah (laughs) because yeah it was just it was was, this was like the myspace like the end of like myspace Mm -hmm. days so like when myspace came back out my initial fear was that all that music that we recorded off of like a hand recorder (laughs) Was gonna make its way like back into my life again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your old profile goes active, and Someone oh. visits, and there's the music. It's playing. Oh. <laughs> I remember
1: that. <laughs> oh my god! I hope Tom's still in my top eight. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that was my that was my first my first experience with the band was playing an authory. <laughs> nice. I guess the one before that was just a garage of us just playing Blink One Eighty Two covers when I was in middle school. Mm, nice. Which was fun. I mean. Yeah. There's only so much first date one can really play before he's just like, I'm over Blink. <laughs> <laughs> and then nowadays you're in three different groups? I'm in four. Four. Four different groups at the moment. Okay. And
0: that's uh, Loyal Sally, uh, FNAS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one you just said. Further north.
1: Further north, yeah. That's and right. there's a hip hop tribute band called the Sweet Green Hands. Okay. What's the what's the tribute for? Uh uh basically what we're doing is we are we're restructuring the dna of a hip-hop track so Hmm. any modern hip-hop and or like 90s hip-hop took samples and source material from you know 60s 70s 80s sampled it did whatever they wanted to it made a beat for it and then wrote to it so what we're doing is we're taking the written project or the written product and we're putting that over the source material so the musicians are learning the source material say um like easiest easiest one to think of offhand um i keep forgetting by michael uh, michael mcdonald okay yeah <laughs> that yeah. that we play that and instead of singing the michael mcdonald part our uh josh martin our mc just starts rapping regulators hmm. um i've got a whole playlist it's great <laughs> <laughs> um so you've got like uh got what i need by freddie scott which yeah clearly is just a friend by biz Marquee. yeah yeah um i think the the fun one that we do is by uh foster silvers called misdemeanor so you can just mute this out and if are we are we is that thing on too yeah it's it's, it's just for the picture so it's basically so what we're doing is we're thinking if you think like a if you have a dj setup where you have a dj just taking you from like source material to like how it's modern day sampled and used yeah we're just doing that with a live band mm. it's like huh? Oh, i think i'm down for that I and mean, musicians get to be musicians and play you know really geeky musician shit i'm down <laughs> for that <laughs> meanwhile it's like very much a hip-hop production because there's a dude who's rapping so yeah. we have a dj keyboardist bassist guitarist myself on drums like yeah this is why not yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So so y'all so are you saying you start off with the main like what the original sounds and mm-hmm. then you transform it into that's the idea going forwards. So I think that's something we want to do. But for now it's just we just write an arrangement on the the original piece. Mm. So we're either playing the original piece like as is, or we're blending it together with the new so gotcha. that way like you can wrap over it with yeah. like fairly seamlessly. Cool. It, that opens itself up to like so many ideas.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, because you, you got to learn the samples, and the samples parts are already awesome. As well, they be sampled?
1: exactly. <laughs> but like some of these samples, like you just wouldn't even know. So like for me, like once I made this playlist on behalf of the band, mm. like it, it really messed up my, my Spotify algorithm. So Spotify, oh. if you're listening, <laughs> I really appreciate the fact that y'all messed this up because you guys have unknowingly turned me on to like so much like. Funk that I didn't even know that I didn't know. Nice. So, it's
0: always yes, the best.
1: yes, bless the algorithms for once <laughs> in my life. But it's just like I'm opened up to like, wow, like I just I listen to my Discover Weekly and mm, yeah, like every other tracks like, how do I know this song? And I get to play that game with myself every day. Nice. Like I know this song. How do I know this song? Babe, what song is this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay hey angel what song is this and i'm just like calling people like listen to this song what song is that and it's like i could just look it up there's this whole website for it but it's, oh like, yeah, yeah you got it's it's the game yeah right? yeah
0: it's and i re- the don't use google again exactly <laughs> just it's like I, it. I try
1: really hard not to and, like sometimes you just give up or just go to like there's a there's a whole website called who sampled this mm, yeah which is perfect it's beautiful yeah like, that's that does everything you need it to huh. But it's like i like the game though yeah oh yeah like yeah. I, I'm not a snob by any means. I'm too ADD, and I have my memory's not you know quite what it used to be in my younger days. But you know, I, I, I'm I like the idea that I don't know a lot of these songs because it's like there's such a world out there that I'm just like so not privy yeah. to, and yeah. now I, I want to learn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, like like the concept
0: of of this show. Like like I was thinking about it one day, and it's like, am I gonna run out? Or am I gonna really like? wear myself am like no, it's like I, I'm not. This isn't something I get tired from. I was like really, and there's and there's not a lack of options. There's right. not a lack of tangents from those options, and then subgenres of the genres of the whatever. I was like, so it's just like it's just, it just it just keeps going. And it's like because like that's always been my thing. Like because like, like I was telling you like you know being in the comic books or or like uh, being a film student or whatever. That's the first thing I saw when I walked in. <laughs> for the record. It it it's like I, I I love to to learn and you know soak up a catalog or a mythology of mm-hmm. like this you know so much background and history, but like with music, it's just it's it's, it's boundless. It's just this, it never ends. This endless depth of you know vibrant history and an interesting culture and interesting uh, 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 yeah historical moments of unexpectedness. E- even just just sticking to the local you know mm-hmm. scene alone, you know, would generate enough of that. Especially if you're really going after it. I mean if you're really trying to, you know, prove, you know, Dallas, you know, legacy or or, or just the uh, the network of people uh, in Texas alone. I mean any of that kind of stuff or mm-hmm. even you know, it, I don't know, there's just so much. And it's great, it's a beautiful thing. It
1: is I, that just to piggyback off of that, we can move like onwards. But like I have a, a saying from my from my podcast, the Hurry Up and Wait Podcast, was if your favorite musician isn't from Dallas Their favorite musician probably is. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Like, you just say you have no idea. Like, a lot of times you just don't know what you don't know. And that's 90% of everything. So you wouldn't know that your favorite, you know, your favorite, you know, rapper used our musicians to make some of their best music. Hmm. Like, my favorite Kendrick album was written by dudes from here. (laughs) Like, Mike Mitchell's got credits on, you know, Kendrick album. So does spud, (laughs) Which is... Amazing. It's crazy. It's insane. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah. Nah. Also, Pimp Butterfly is the best Kendrick album. So. Oh yeah, agreed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Appreciate I it. I mean,
0: like, Good Kid, M.A.D. City is like such a vibe. That is man. yeah. That is I a mean, vibe in itself. That is that is like I don't know that that album is such like a it's a beautiful like summer album because it's aggressive and it's mm-hmm. it's hyped and it's high energy, but there's also like depth and intensity and. And I don't
1: know. It's just, like, it's awesome. It's it just is. It was. It, just, it reminded me of my youth. Like, mm. that out, like, Good Kid Mad City reminded me of right? days when, like, it's 100 degrees outside. Yeah. And, like, for some reason, we're all outside, like, <laughs> trying to find something to do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it makes no sense whatsoever. It's 100 degrees outside. Boy, like, find somebody with air conditioning and make friends. But, like, no, we're just outside, like, with a basketball. Like, are we going to go hoop? No. So What are we doing? All right. So... I'm going to like walk to the store or something or like, yeah, It just reminded me of that level of life. And like yeah. t- to a Butterfly, it felt way more like a coming to as an adult. And I mm. feel like that, that part of my life was definitely like the most memorable to me. Sure. So like I related to that album a lot more, but like contextual, like if you're an adult right now, that should definitely be your favorite album. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's very much, yeah, it's a very mature album. perspective or approach into life you Mm -hmm. know into dissecting life or you know i mean there's so many ways you could you could say that album is that like embodiment of that um but like just just going back to good kid mad city though it's like that that is it's almost like a i mean it's kind of what you were just painting was it's an image of like adolescence and like like Mm -hmm. i don't know like experiencing like the the hype and the down
1: periods of like being a youth being you know? a youth, and yeah then, and then I mean, hearing it from that, his perspective and then hearing it from his perspective like the story that he's telling the story that yeah. he's been telling from album to album yeah. to album is just it, it's like it's painful like mm. it, it's it's painful to think about like yeah because he talks about like a, a homie dying like yeah. that day like it, that album took place in the like, uh, i guess story-wise was supposed to take place within like uh like a week a week yeah so like I haven't had a friend die like right in front of me, right? Let alone like if I did, I'm sure I would remember that week. Like I remember like I've had friends die, but none of them were like shot. And they're just like, that's it. Yeah. Like we were just talking about going to the store dead, you know, like that hasn't happened to me. Thank God. Um, but it's like, that kind of puts that whole album into a whole different perspective. Yeah. Which also makes everything else a larger perspective. Mm. Like, I never thought I'd be where I am right now. And now the homies are pulling me back down with them. God damn it. Um, <laughs> we got to learn how to act. <laughs> and we got to be better than this. And like, and that's what I took from the Pimple Butterfly. I was like, mm. yeah, I mean, we can wild out. And we wild out. And then we got humbled. And then we got really humbled. Mm. And then... We grew up, and here we are. And I was like that—that aspect of life I took to to heart. But a lot of that stemmed from the Good Kid, Matt city album. Yeah, but yeah, God, those—even the mixtapes before that. (laughs) This (laughs) story that he's telling. Yeah. Well, it's like
0: it's yeah, it's just a, a a coming of age type of story, but like more than that, it's like it's like proving that when you're an adult there's still these complex complexities that mm-hmm. you know just like they just they, they puzzle you you know it's like uh i mean i don't know like going from like this adolescent like uh, uh legend of like you know all, all the things he did within that week in the story yep. to to a much more uh con- i mean they're both conceptual but like very deep social like Criticisms and and like I don't know just the intense themes oh, yeah. and adult you know and serious societal uh, approach themes in and, and the Pimp a Butterfly and you just move to damn <laughs> and it's like
1: damn man yeah like <laughs> hey, y'all don't fucked up by letting me know all this shit like, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the type of stuff that dri- that drives people crazy well crazy uh, air quotes bunny ears uh, crazy you know they B O B. Guys are privileged to just as much information as everybody else. Some people put out an album like, damn. <laughs> We're like, I hope the homies stick with me. Why? Because y'all better be loyal. And then some dudes, you know, get labeled, you know, tin hat enthusiast. Hmm. You know, flat earthers or whatever. And like, you're a flat earther. You're just wrong. But, you know, you're entitled to believe what you believe. You know, it's not of me to tell you you're really right or wrong. You're wrong. But, <laughs> um, you know. Tyler, the creator, said if he's a unicorn, like, who am I to tell him that he's not? So, you know, just not on the flat earth thing. But but he was labeled, like, legitimately crazy. They they tried to write off B.O.B. as insane. It's like, nah, man, that dude was just being an ultra musician. I mean, the dude can write pop hits and he can be a hip hop, like a hip hop artist. And y'all are forcing him to do one or the other. Mm. Like, how do you think that dude like that's going to react? Mm-hmm. Like he's being treated like a failed pop star, but he still has some of the best pop charts, like the best charts our best tracks on the charts. Mm. To this day, Beautiful Girl is still played, and it's still amazing. <laughs> yeah. he's got Yeah, but regardless, <laughs> you reach a certain level, and you learn certain things, and some people make albums like Damn. Uh, I mean, J. Cole's last album I thought was really dope, and I think, I yeah. guess, his retort to Damn, which was... Wasn't it Kids on Drugs? No, uh, no, that was that was his retort to Good Kid. No, Cold World was Good Kid. Uh, Forest Hill, Forest for, Hill, for, for,
0: for Your Eyes Only, wasn't that? What not that have been?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was the one after Forest Hill Drive. Yeah, what that's I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah, like that was dope. Like, yeah, that one's super
0: good, man. Like, it's a, that, that, that's a really good J. Cole album.
1: You know what I'm waiting for? Between uh-huh. like, and like, everything's been done before. Like we're living in a in a day where everything's just recycled. Like sure. every show you go see, sure somebody's gonna do something different. Um, but I mean, it's, it's 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 a show. It's a it's a, unless you're doing like a production. But even to an extent, like you'll pay for the spectacle of the production because it's supposed to be something different. Mm. Like if Pink came to town, I'm probably gonna go see Pink's thing. I watched the documentary and it was dope. Looked <laughs> like they had a freaking blast. I hope she gets slingshotted off the stage again. I'm kidding. That looked like it hurt. But it also looked like <laughs> a lot of fun. But <laughs> it was like a whole like malfunction thing with the, the, the suit that like takes her up in the air. Oh, and it like shit. apparently like half of it like didn't clamp. And I guess the guy didn't see her like throwing up the eggs. Like don't do don't it. Do just it. like he did it. <laughs> and then like flung her out. Well, it just flung her a bit. Like, oh, OK. But it's like, wow, you like for a split second, Dang. that looked like a lot of fun. <laughs> But I understand that I think that stuff like that, will like you break like a leg or a hip oh, yeah. or a rib, if somebody oh, had to like yeah. catch you, the right like catch you, I mean, the, unless
0: you're like Travis Barker and they got you nailed down to a platform <laughs> and then they put you upside down,
1: you know. <laughs> Even I, I can't imagine the te- I can't imagine the safety test that you would have to do to like for that. Yeah, yeah right? like I have to watch somebody else do it. Have you ever seen him do that, mm-hmm. like
0: Clive? That's such an intense no witness i mean, the witness. <laughs> I mean I'm, those like, are produ- there see that goes there you
1: go <laughs> that's a production <laughs> thing that i would pay to see oh hey, yeah but it's like at that point even that that's been done so i'm asking myself like outside of because what i what we we never got what i'm asking for there were two albums that came out that we should have gotten what we what i'm asking for one was uh the love below uh speaker box love below tour um and the other one was my dark twisted fantasy by kanye what i wanted was an actual stage production like like borderline broadway like when you saw them yes Mm. like i wanted borderline broadway like i wanted you saw
0: that tour you saw my beautiful dark twisted fantasy mm -hmm.
1: yeah i saw that tour i saw him on that tour any rd was was on the
0: tour because like i saw him at acl that year that was insane for that tour it was insane it was awesome i mean he bought like ballerinas on stage Mm -hmm. and stuff i mean he he did some
1: he did some but it wasn't wasn't, it wasn't to the level of like mm. yeah like broadway Yeah, correct something. and it's yeah. like and i'm not saying it has to be like super open flamboyant s yeah. broadway but i'm saying like if you had kendrick lamar narrating good kid mad city imagine what that would look like if you had let's just say actually no if you had him do to pimp a butterfly and you had michael b jordan on stage being a stage actor going Mm. through an entire like plot from track to track because it's a it's one long congruent story so you can have multiple different actors and you can give me a three-hour production you can sell your entire like catalog to vegas and have like three to four hour productions every week Mm. like broadway style productions why because your music's already paid they're going to buy it in bulk. Yeah. And then your sales, mm-hmm. your listens are going to go through the roost. You're going to get even more streams because you're now doing something like on an artistic level that's never been done. Because the person who was supposed to give us that didn't do it. <laughs> Andre 3000, I appreciate you for everything that you did. And I love you for giving me the Love Below album but I'll be damned. I wanted you to tour it. I wanted him to tour it so well, that we didn't could see. Cheer that album. No, though. because we never, we never got to see what his image was for that show. Mm. And I felt like that was going to be it. That it was going to be like our production. musical. Hmm. But, and they tried to give us one with Idlewild, which was like an actual movie, mm-hmm. which was, it was dope. It was great. Uh, I mean, Andre started acting in Hollywood afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Like, he did, he did. great.
0: Yeah. Who did he play? Didn't he play a, a musician? Uh,
1: no, no. He did Jimi Hendrix. That's what I thought. Yeah. He was. He was Hendrix. That's what I thought. And they couldn't get the Hendrix estate they couldn't to get sign the music. off. Music.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So
1: Crazy. he had to write. He had to write it all on the fly. Wow. Which is cool. Like I yeah. mean, that, like, Andre's an incredible like songwriter. So I mean, it worked out. But it's like a part of me will always want to see what the Love Below was supposed to be live. Because mm. I bet that would have been the closest mm. thing to like theater that you would have had like dudes who wouldn't who wouldn't otherwise know that going to a theater was cool sure you know what i'm saying like i've yeah. gone to a handful of like musicals by myself and i felt really awkward only at one i mean it was the book of mormon <laughs> And I said I sat right behind like a row of Mormons, bro. Like I I don't know what they thought they were about to see, but Oh wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't come back after intermission. Um, but yeah, like that was the only that was the only musical I've ever, I've ever felt awkward at mm. because I had people, like white people specifically just like look at me to see if it was okay to laugh at certain things. Um, and I was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, that's funny." Yes. That's funny. Haha. ha-ha. Yeah, like I had to, I had to go and recharge at intermission. You could say that to like just deal with like the people just like looking at me. Oh, yeah. My homie had to take it all by himself, so I was like, I'll pop the ticket off of him. It's like, yo, I am way out of my realm here. Pop the hood up. <laughs> it's it's, it's tech, it was a Texas summer, bro. With no hoodies. Oh, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah That's with strange. no hoodies.
1: <laughs> oh. But no, like that—that's what—that's one thing that I've—I've I've always wanted hmm. out of like a stage show. When I hear like really good concept albums, I think like, yeah, how yeah. can you give me something, or what else could you do with this concept album that's different? Um, Beyonce what? made a video album with yeah, one, like, Lemonade, yeah, mm-hmm, which I thought that was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I still haven't watched all of them because like it's a, it's a lot of man hating, yo. Like <laughs> for him to write a lot of your material—that's a lot of man hating. But what? I'll interject.
0: I feel like the one person, uh, and who knows, who knows what will happen. But I feel like one person who could be thrown in the same ring would be like Gambino. Like oh, I would. that would because I mean, I would have like, won- I would have wanted that for camp yeah I, I would have wanted oh, that for camp for camp sure That would have been cool yeah because i had a storyline uh because the internet I mean, like the well, vinyl you know that comes with the freaking screenplay
1: well yeah like i found the well, i found the screen the screenplay on accident well he actually test, he actually says to go to it in the music which i thought was dope like yeah. because the enter.net no one understood what it was so i actually went to it and actually yeah. found the script and like i'm still hope i'm still hopeful that that movie comes out because like be for that cool. for that album to not that wasn't supposed to be an album <laughs> Right. It was supposed to be a soundtrack to a movie. Yeah. So like I really want to see that movie. Right? Or I want to see this album evolve uh, into something something. Right. I mean that that album is crazy. No, it's great. That's a crazy album. Like and it's gonna be perfect because you can place it right before COVID. What do you mean? Like World Star like, oh, like oh, imagine uh, yeah, if world yeah. star was still at the peak that it was Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it has a, de- a definitive time like time in place in history as far as like when this album was supposed to be relevant right. but it's always going to be relevant because he's talking about a lot of things that legitimately took off because of covid mm. because we had so much access to the internet mm. like a virtual idiocracy to a certain extent to some people some yeah. people like legitimately don't know how to act like they lost <laughs> they lost brain cells because they were stuck in the house yeah you know what i'm saying like instead of like learning going on youtube and learning how to do something they became dumber mm. because they became lazier yeah you know like these are things that he talks about and he pokes fun at in that album yeah, that yeah. Was, it wrapping well, themes and memes and mm-hmm. uh, meme quote
0: themery into all of it <laughs> i mean it's so it's so well done like the I mean, even the silly shit, like even the, the how the fact that the intro isn't even an intro, right? And it's a fucking like uh, bottom tier beast, uh, uh, uh sound bite, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, random thing, you know? And um, I mean, I, I don't know, man. The, the whole album is so cool. Like I I always go back to it because it's such a you can't pin it. Like you can't pin it down as like this album is this. Like it, parts of it are all sorts of different things. Yep and it and it just it's such an eclectic like amazing vibrant thing and that's why i love the 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 design of the lps mm-hmm. so like have you seen the lps yep. like you know like you, you can you don't know what side you're playing correct you know because the geometric colorful patterns are all so, so crazy and so varied mm-hmm. that it's very hard to tell what's what and even i mean even if you're trying to remember it though one with the r- red right corner is the a side correct well then the other three have red corners too you gotta remember what's <laughs> what angle so- you're aiming the, the the disc at yep and so i mean that's that's cool but the that, like, when I think about that album, this might sound super stupid, but when I think about that album, I think about the record label or like the CD, you know, it comes mm-hmm. on the inside or whatever. Of that complex, weird, random, but <laughs> colorful and vibrant and deep visual that's oh on yeah. It. Cause it, it, that's how I think of the album as this weird, uh unexpected, but still very organized and and unique thing. I don't know. See,
1: see for me, and I guess I never I was too much of a fanboy to even care because hmm. when I got turned on to Gambino, my roommate uh, still at the time, his name James Haynes, James told me about this cat named Childish and he played me Freaks and Geeks. Oh, yeah. And I listened to Freaks and Geeks once and I was like, sold. Oh, yeah. Because this dude, like no one will ever really truly understand like the masterpiece that is Freaks and Geeks, unless you're like uh, a gym class heroes fan. because You would have to appreciate like Taxi Driver by uh by Travis McCoy to really like understand like how he can talk about shows that were canceled and <laughs> that like died before they before our very eyes too soon. And. There's an entire, like, an entire song is dedicated to just wordplay on shows that were canceled. Yeah. And I'm really pissed that you canceled Freaks and Geeks. Like, the end game is, I'm upset <laughs> that you canceled Freaks and Geeks because that show was beautiful. It was, it was genius. And now looking at, like, that whole cast and all those guys are doubt still doing things, like, right. it's pretty badass. But neither here nor there. But it went from that, and then I found the, uh, the Adele track that he did, oh, yeah. the Rolling in the Deep, and I was like, swag about <laughs> it. And I was just a fan for everything else after that. Um, oh yeah! And then the camp album was amazing. Bonfire was the hottest track I'd heard from him ever. Yeah, that thing—that um, thing is like energy incarnate. <laughs> legit. <laughs> it's like you hear legit. that. You
0: hear that siren. You're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> it, was, it
1: was. It was the immediate like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. oh. Well, I was like hearing all this. Like, yo, this is like. Well, and Ludwig is a. Phenom, mm-hmm. that dude is a genius, a yeah. musical genius. Oh yeah, I mean, have you, seen, have you seen their short? I guess oh, he's just in the short that they do, but uh, they shot it while he was making because of the internet. It's called "Laughing for All the Wrong Reasons." Mm, it's I like I have. A, it's been a long time. It's like a fourteen or fifteen minute oh, like shorty. Not. It's on YouTube. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it just he just silently dropped it one day. Like huh? So so far after the fact that like, listening to like what they're doing in the studio, it's like oh. I guess I can place this chronologically now. Like I know when they were doing this, because uh, you you hear them like working yeah. on certain things and like figuring out different sounds, and it's just him huh. just walking around. this. What's it called? I, laughing for all the wrong reasons. Okay.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah. I, I I went down a rabbit hole, which I tend to do with him because I've seen <laughs> him. I've seen him live twice. Okay. I've seen him do stand up and then come back as Gambino. Dude. Okay. See. And then I I've seen even missed that. Now I've seen the the I, camp tour.
0: Nice. I saw I saw this is America to her because like he never came back nope. he never came back down until then yeah uh but man he played at my uncle's venue and i i didn't know who he was yet and a mm. buddy of mine was like yeah he's like he's a uh he he's on community and he's also a, a rapper and i was like yeah i know who the guy is and i was like okay it's like i'll think about it and and we went Again, I, I didn't have a lot of money at the time, so I'm pretty sure I had already. I was going to a show like the week before that. I don't think I just had the money, dumbass. I should have asked my <laughs> uncle like if he could hook me up because if anyone, well, of course, you, I,
1: hindsight.
0: Yeah, but I was also like, seventeen. Uh, well, I mean, still, still, yeah, still but, hindsight. I know, but I think I was just shy. I was like, oh, I don't want to ask him. But I should fucking ask him. Yeah, um, I understand. Hindsight. The free tickets he would give us were the ones if they didn't claim them for like their guest list, for, yep. like their family and friends and stuff. And like every now and then we would get some, but anyways, uh, and yeah, and it was, he did that, and I was so pissed because I loved his stand up, and he did, and he yeah, he did his full act, and mm-hmm. then came back with a shirt off,
1: yep. and then he was Gambino, <laughs> and I was like, dude, this that was like, none of us knew, like none of us knew to like expect it, like I didn't expect it, even though like I had heard tracks, but like yeah, that's that's just like when people found out who Drake was, mm. like the guy from the Cross, right? Now <laughs> yeah. there's a long story about me and that dude. Um, that bitch from Canada. <laughs> like, apparently, you can't go around calling bitches bitches, even if they act like bitches. Because if it quacks like a duck, walks like a duck, apparently it's a dog. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got those situation where I've called him a bitch to his face twice, and it's a whole thing. Drake. Um, yeah. <laughs> wheelchair jimmy but like when people found out like that's who that was it was like there was a there was like a legitimate like paradigm shift that like went on through like i swear like that mm. may have broken people when they found <laughs> out that like wheelchair jimmy was drake and like same thing like i i went through this 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 thing where it's like i know this because i've looked it up i know it's a thing but yeah. like i get to watch comedy and then i i didn't expect this i did i didn't expect him to like come back out he's yeah. hey i want to try something for you guys give me like Five ten minutes, and he came back like four minutes later, and just like bombed Got off it. with like, uh, what was it? What was it? Uh, that was Freaks and Geeks? Freaks and Geeks started it, and then it was all the three over two stuff, the big Tom heavy. Like it was from the uh the the, the EP the EP. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I'm blanking on. I'm blanking on those EPs really bad. And Geese. It, anyway, was, it, was yeah. a, it was that same EP, the cul-de-sac. Yeah. Uh, the one with the leaves on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, it's going to bug me. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all can find it on DatPiff. <laughs> Actually, it's on streaming now. The is EP. it really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. At least Apple Music. Uh, but so, uh, well, yeah, dude, we they saw... Got, they got to the, get the rights to um all the samples that they did for Royalty. Oh, dude. Royalty is the bomb. It was on Spotify for like... Was it? Mm-hmm. Like somebody like like individually like pulled uh, like made a playlist off oh, of all the I songs see. as yeah. opposed to like it was never uh-huh. posted under the Gambino. It was never an album, it was just a playlist. Correct. Yeah. And like I was so happy. That's a,
0: that's a damn, that's one of my favorite mixtapes. Same. Like, like the, the, it's the, so good. The RZA one. That's my favorite track. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. With the band. Mm-hmm. With the, oh, The reverb yeah. brass band. Woo. That one is brutal. <sighs> First time I heard that, because I love RZA, man. Oh, like, yeah. The dude's cadence, like, just the way he
1: says things. I could listen to that dude narrate, like, anything. See, it's gnarly. Uh, I couldn't do that for him. I could do that for Ghostface and Method Man. Those were, like, the only two that I really, really, really fornicated with, with uh, <laughs> in the Wu-Tang. Like, that was, that was it. Mm. But, like. As I got older, I realized, like, all the music and the writing that he did. Oh, yeah. Like, it wasn't until the uh, the Kill Bill album, the Kill Bill soundtracks, when I was like, I mean, I know all of these songs. I mean, I'm not saying he wrote these songs, but there are a lot of rearrangements that he did Mm. and or just sought out and found and and used. I was like, you're so like, this dude's like, the stuff that he listens to is just out of this world. So Mm -hmm. now I went back and listened to other people's, like, raps. And I was like, wow, okay. I must not have just liked the RZA's voice because that's definitely the RZA's flow, mm. and I'm able to like pick it out yeah. and, like everybody's flows. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I got to give props where it's due, Bobby Digital, <laughs> Bobby Digital.
0: <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, uh, that's that's such a good album, um, and
1: pretty pretty random. You got like Beck on it. You got mm-hmm. um, another random cat is, that's they, on it? They, they, he would have paid that. He would have had to fork out so much money on that album. Right, I mean, it, was, it, it seemed like it was just the homies, like yeah. He, he like, did he did favors for all those people, so I'm yeah. sure that was I'm sure it was like a track for track thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, I can only imagine like what that payout would have been like for at least like the <laughs> like a lot of the sample uses, um, and then just the features in general. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that because yeah, they sample a lot of a,
0: a, lot, a lot of things. Lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a good album. That'd, yeah. that'd be a cool one. The final bootleg. I have a bootleg vinyl of his. Um, Oh shit! What's it called? The the one with the Palisades and um, sober and
1: uh,
0: uh yeah, thieves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, uh, I forget um, what it's lost called. It I think like it's Mountain something or Mount. Uh, Kau-
1: no, was it Mount Kauai?
0: Was it? Maybe it's just Kauai. Maybe it's just Kauai. I think it's just Kauai yeah anyway it's right there but <laughs> um but anyways <laughs> <laughs> it's ballads. yeah but uh, uh what was i gonna say yeah dude we saw him uh uh during the this is america tour at um, american Airlines center um and the production was outrageous yeah, like I bet. the the lighting and the visuals are just nuts because it's literally just him like just fucking getting it on the mm-hmm. stage singing and um at one point he walks off into the crowd goes off and then like comes back the other side of the crowd and comes back singing and then uh he gets up and at one point man uh uh well i don't know if he even knew this but you know he broke his ankle yep. right at that, tour. that happened that night yeah my roommate was at the show nice yeah and i like, had a show that night i was super pissed man yeah and that was crazy because like we had decent tickets because like me and my buddy like always said because we we're huge gambino fans we're all because he never came down here like Correct. Again, for or, whatever like, far, reason and he just rarely toured anyway. So it was like, damn it. So we, were, we like dedicated. We we're like, all right, we're adults now. Like,
1: We're, <laughs> we're going to make a when, show of his. <laughs>
0: when that dude comes back through, we're throwing some change downs. Like we're getting some good seats. We're going to go see that guy for sure. And so it was, it was decent. And uh, yeah, man, he like came back, laid down, started singing like the rest of the song. And he was just like laying down like that like the whole time. <laughs> And I thought he was doing, you know, some just some, yeah, some just part some of the Gambino, show, you just know? Gambino, like pulling nope. like a Marvin Gayley on the piano or something, singing, <laughs> but no, and uh, yeah, and then the lights go off, and like, all right, yeah, that's it's gonna be the end of the show, he's uh, injured. And like, yeah, and like that was the end of the tour, and like everything, yep. dang. They're like, How long is it gonna be out? Is he ever gonna tour again? Blah blah blah.
1: And I think he did finish the tour eventually, but that was that was nuts. And I was so upset, I was so upset that I missed that show because I have a like, I've drummed for the Mavs for god since like 2007 or eight. Nice, and you yeah, still doing it, still doing it, awesome. But it's like, I've you know, I've made a good, good bit of connections with like security cats out there, so like, that's I love going to shows and just like, I'll just sit right up here for the opening act and. Soon as I'm ready, I'm just gonna hit the old phone. Like, hey, you hey working man. down there? What's it like? I'll come through. Bet. So like, I remember, like, I took my ex to to go see uh, Bruno. Nice. Uh, this was the Gorillas tour. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, back when his uh, his nosebleed tickets were eighty bucks. Oh wow. Oh yeah, like a hundred. Like when he came back through, I guess after whatever album was after the Gorillas album, Twenty Four Karat tour, I think. Mm-hmm. When he came back, like those same tickets were like a hundred and eighty. Which is, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna tell you, it's worth it. I mean, the we'll never get to see like Marvin. We'll never get to see uh, like duop groups. We'll never get to see the Isley Brothers. I mean, I've seen Ron Isley, and it's it's it's. I mean, he pretty much just like sits in a chair the entire stage. Like, I mean, I'm impressed that they're still going. I mean, I mean, I, well, he has to. I mean, yeah, yeah. At that point, it's like you're doing it because you have to. So it's, it's kind of it's not really the same. It's kind of sad. Oh, well, not sad. Like, I mean, I'm glad I got to hear it and sure. I'm glad I got to experience it. But it's like, as much as I love doing what I do, like, there's no way I, I would ever just be okay with, like... Just doing it because you have to? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that's the part that hurts. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. I think, of, I think of George Clinton the same way. And it's like, man... Yeah, or like, Smokey. No. Yeah. Even, like, just thinking, like, that's that just sucks. Like, you have to do this. Or else, like, you know, because... Oh, those dudes just had really bad business deals. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I did not know what Spoky's was, <laughs> but I assume that's the same. Yeah, I know, same thing. Same thing. He didn't make much money
0: off of that stuff. That's and in like after like legal battles and stuff, I think he's only been able to get a certain certain amount. And I think that's why he's like touring and like he's still active, I think, is that's to wild. build that up again. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. Cuz I think uh think about all the Who things. was it that went really deep on this? Steven Tyler. He, he was there in
1: some interview where he was talking about that about how it scared the shit out of him. Like, I mean, it should. I mean, yeah, because he Smoke was like he's written he's written songs for him, right? Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't tell you which ones, but he's definitely like hell. I mean, Stevie's written songs for Aerosmith, like, that's, yeah, that that still baffles me. Like, like, Stevie did a what? You're talking about Stevie Wonder? Yeah, he wrote you he wrote hey, for Aerosmith? Yeah what song did you wrote for song? i gotta find it for you oh that's interesting yeah it was one of those that just came up in conversation i was like Whoa, oh shit what that's <laughs> random so, yeah dude
0: speaking of stevie have you seen uh, summer of soul that quest love doc yeah i have dude
1: that was amazing everything quest love puts hands on is gold right everything <laughs> everything there's a, um, I think the i haven't found the. well there's there's the right documentary for stevie uh, actually has like nothing to really do with stevie mm. but it has like everything to do with like how good stevie wonder was to change the system mm. like there's a it's called hitsville it's uh the story the of motown? motown yeah and like you love when you're hearing about how you know uh Smokey and barry gordy like put everything together you know they established the hit factory where they would just write hits and, you know, focus on the writer as less about the individuals. And you're just writing songs, writing tunes, a whole bunch of people get together, writing tunes. You got bands. you're paying these jazz dudes like an absorbent amount of money at the time. Yeah. (laughs) To like, just like take gigs. This was their day gig. They show up, punch the clock, play some tunes, leave and then go out and do their jazz thing at night. Come back, take your money, play your tunes, leave <laughs> it's yeah. like it was, and it's like how they broke all of this down and how the artists had zero control over anything that they were doing because the songs the hits were just being written you want to keep getting paid let yeah. us keep writing your hits yeah it worked if you don't leave yeah and when you leave you know we'll we'll be here when you get back maybe yeah or maybe we won't you're, you're the front man and the voice that's all you got exactly and then came this you know you know seven eight year old wonder yeah and yeah, because he made like his first album when he was like 12, 12. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and it wasn't like still his first album. It was their album. Right. It wasn't until I want to say it was Songs in the Key of Life was the first one that he did everything for. Mm. Like no other writer influences, just him. Mm. And that's what makes that album so phenomenal. Because yeah. it, it's, like, it's just like, it is, very... it is a young man's creativity. It's just like tracks just bounce off the walls. Like, there's no real like continuity track to track. But if you listen to the album, you just love it. Because like <laughs> you go from this one to that one and that one to that one. I don't care like how we get there. We just go in there. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just a really beautiful thing. And it really makes you wonder. like, I wish Marvin had look, I had a couple another other shots, too. Hmm.
0: Well, it's like it's interesting about Marvin too because like I didn't know that Marvin started as a session drummer mm-hmm. and then he became because he was dating Gordy's uh sister, sister. yeah he finessed his way to be a vocalist and then wild <laughs> yeah and then like he was like low tier like you're like we're giving you like a shot like you
1: as soon as you waste it you're done like wild <laughs> like i'm saying like that's so wild when i think of like the the happenstance of like people who just so happen to be at the right place doing the right Hell thing sure like um, made the uh, right call like badu badu went to yeah. booker t like i was like yeah, well of course she went to booker t like it's <laughs> <I> was like <laughs> <laughs> she went for dance oh <laughs> you know what i mean like like and it's not like a, a it's not like I'm bashing it. It's like when you think of like Erica Badu, yeah, she went to you know Booker T. Washington, yeah, that's one of the best like you know art, art schools, schools in the nation. Know. Like yeah, of course. But it's like I told you, she went there for dance. It's like wait, what? <laughs> you got the rhythm somewhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, but you know. that's but that's yeah. I mean, both those albums, uh, the, the Stevie album and like what's going on. Because I mean, how far away? How far like years difference is
1: that? Like. 70 what's going on is
0: 72 yes and then key of life is uh 75
1: 75 so,
0: 76 76 um because like what's going on was like i don't, it wasn't 100 percent gay like
1: in that one but mm-hmm. it was
0: the first time he had written most of his was stuff a,
1: was the most that was the most creative control given to an artist at that time yeah yeah, I mean, from the liner notes to like the, the pictures, I'm like mm-hmm. he 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 was directing most of that. Correct. Um, that was the most control they had given, and they said they weren't going to do that to anybody else.
0: Yeah, well, it was a risk. Well, because like, well, I mean, the whole concept of the album, not just him controlling it, but the the social the criticism around and it. Stuff. Yeah, everything. I mean, Gordy was like, if this doesn't make it, then you're done. And we move on. he's like, and if it does, we'll just, then we'll see what happens. But, yeah. And we'll push, we'll
1: push you to the moon.
0: Yeah. Well, but like, like yeah. did you ever, have you ever listened to, uh, uh, You're the Man? Yeah. Man. That, that, that's become like one of my favorite gay albums. Like, it's right. so good. I mean, I know it's like taking as a compilation of like that whole general, like, yeah, five year, six year period or whatever. But it's so damn good. I mean, it's literally like what's going on part two without a little less of the conceptual, you know, story arcs and stuff like that. Wasn't that that wasn't the album that he wrote for his
1: wife? Uh, no, no, no. That, that, I, I just my dad just showed me that one. Yeah. And uh, oh, that one's gonna bug me. That, that one. That one's gonna bug me. That one's from '79, I
0: think. That's the one after Trouble Man. Uh yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's the one with
1: the statue. Hear, my dear, yeah, hear my dear, hear my dear, yeah, that's really good, it's a good album like that's a that is a that I tell you this, like if I ever get married, uh. and then I get divorced, I would love to write an album that would pay off the alimony, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, It's like how can like, from the time he was married to the time he got divorced his his bank account jumped at least like four maybe three or four different zeros, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying, like he went from. You know, an artist to, like, the, the artist. artist. yeah. So, like, <laughs> all I want you to do is write me an album. And that, like, the funds from that album, they take care of her. Yeah. Like, what a gift you can give to a woman that you did love. Because, I mean, you wouldn't yeah. have married her if you didn't love her. You know, not all marriages work out. So, like, I feel like that's a really, really awesome gesture. Yeah. I mean, James Brown, like... James Brown got kids suing suing other kids because yeah. James wrote an album for them like and they're suing because like he didn't he didn't do one specify. for them like I was <laughs> <just> like what <laughs> meanwhile Marvin Gaye got a whole like hey I got it. I could be swinging a whole different direction but I'm going to do I'm going to make sure you're taken care of for the rest of your life yeah but I'm not going to pay you
0: well, because he he did really respect her. I he mean, did, he, and he understood, and I think he also understood that he wouldn't be really who he was without, without that
1: family, without the Gordy family. He wouldn't be much. Absolutely, but I'm saying, like, dude, that's that's some yeah, no, balls. That's, like, that's a that's, yeah. Most some people do like disc records. I mean, you have like Crimea River, mm. you know, songs written about a breakup, or you'll have an entire album that's dedicated to like heartbreaks. Which, for the for the record, I really, really, really hate. That Kanye's going through what Kanye's going through. But if you're listening to this and you're a Kanye fan, remember the last time Kanye West had some serious heartbreak in his life. He gave us eight oh eight and heartbreaks and it was great. And we all didn't appreciate it when it dropped, but we will this time around. Kanye give us eight oh eight and heartbreaks too, please. Thank you. Get your plates ready. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. So ready for eight oh eight and heartbreaks too. right? Uh, well, I mean, when it's, well, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the running date now. Yeah. That's the running date. Yeah, When <laughs> it, was, it was supposed to drop like last week or a couple weeks ago or something. Well, like no, that. he was having the, le- the listening party, which I, I learned that
0: from T-Lop. When, ah. when the life of Pablo happened, he had the listening party mm-hmm. and everyone's like, oh, it's going to drop that night. Cause he had the listening party the night before. And like, no, and then it, it happened, never happened happens Friday. That way. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, then it's going to be next Friday. Like, it's probably gonna be two weeks after. Cause like, yeah, for T-Lop, it was like two weeks after that whole listening event. Mm. Uh, and it's like the same thing he did it at a
1: stadium and all that kind of shit so that's I, pretty awesome that's a great way to have a listening party i just had right. one of those for the first time and oh, really? it was the most nerve-wracking experience of my life for your music uh for yeah for loyal sally nice uh, we got an ep we we're about to drop and we just we did oh, one of cool. those and i didn't even like i just got back in the country like the day before mm. i was in greece for 10 days got off the plane slept and then swore i was like i, I don't know if i need to like wake up or do i need to like drink coffee or what do I need to exactly, I'm afraid to take a nap. Cause if I, t- if I take a nap, I'm going to miss this whole listening party. Like <laughs> I still hadn't like caught up from the yeah. jet lag. So I'm there and I'm just like, I'm yeah. barely there. <laughs> and they're about to like start playing the tunes. And I'm like, and I'm realizing, yo, know, I've never, even, I haven't even heard these songs since I recorded them. like mixed yeah like here's the here's the raw of what you recorded that was the last thing i've heard so Uh, it's like so i was just as nervous as everybody else in the room and like and i was Mm. technically a host (laughs) of the listening party it's like yo this is (laughs) this is nerve-wracking wow so Hmm. i can only imagine like when the when the whole world's listening Right, and is eager and judgmental, and you have Twitter waiting. (laughs) And especially because he's he's found a way to activate the bad side of Black Twitter. So I mean, you have you have angry Black Twitter waiting, which is a whole thing. I got that's part of the reason I'm on Twitter is to like follow and keep up with angry Black Twitter just to make sure I don't anger that many. Oh man, I think it's inevitable to piss someone on Twitter off. Oh, I have to at some point. Yeah, and I, you know, I that's I, I, I still say you know Michael's better than LeBron, so Fine. that's all it takes. That's <laughs> all it takes. Or say Kobe was top, and Kobe was top ten, and just watch people just like eat shit. Oh gosh, <laughs> I mean, sports like I've never seen anything other than sports like tick people off like Trump but that's like an anomaly and like a timestamp in <laughs> itself. But like outside of that, I've never seen anything piss off more people so easily than like, like sports. Sport like opinion. Yeah. Oh mm, yeah. it's like, and it's like, the, and it's like and it's like not even far-fetched.
0: Well, it like hijacks this weird tribal thing, like in everybody. And it's like, "What is? you don't like the Mets? What's wrong with you? What, right? what you know? What's going on? <laughs> what are you,
1: a Cubs fan? <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Get
0: <laughs> out of And here. if you say yes, then they're just going to be tweeting you like all day. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> you become my
0: new passion project.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've been a number of passion projects. <laughs> I've definitely done that for people. Because, mm. yeah, I, I drum for sports teams. So, hmm. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> I'm not, luckily, I'm not. Luckily, I'm not. Active on Twitter enough to like garner a following or fan base, so that like to that extent. But it's like, yeah, I'm I'm barely on that shit. It's like I'm on it just so I can lock down the domain, pretty much. Mm. <laughs> there will never be another AC that drummer on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, because like Twitter was free when I got it.
0: There you go, my man. That I just can't get past it in my mind. Sorry. That uh, you're the man album is super good. That, that's oh, yeah. the album that was
1: released like two years ago. Dude, I'm so glad you came back to that. Like, I <laughs> thank you. I, I, I'm gonna need to hear that one more time before I leave. Yeah, <laughs> <'Cause I>, think <that, laughs> because I, I bring it up.
0: Like, I don't know if anyone ever tells me they're they're a Marvin fan. Mm-hmm. I always ask about that because it was such a oddity. Like, it came out of left field. Like, because you know, new music comes out on Fridays. Right. Like every Friday morning, I'm like flipping, going nuts to see what's out. And then on the the was um, it rock. I don't or classic like album mm-hmm. genre whatever genre I was flipping through. There it is. You're the man. And I was like, what is like a compilation? I thought it was a another greatest hits whatever, yeah. you know, the deep cut whatever compilation. I don't know what it was. And it's all these songs I never heard of. And then when you read about it, it was an album that he was working on immediately after what's going on to follow up what's going on. Mm. But Gordy said you get one you know social
1: critical album. Yeah, That's it. You got to move on. Like, we'll hold on to this. And they just sat on it. Which is, which is crazy. If you think about all the stuff that's just been sat on. Like, I hate the oh, fact that yeah. they, I hate the fact that they opened up Prince's vault. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm excited. Cause I think like sure. the, the, the wave of music that's going to come from that is amazing. But at the same time, it's like, you know, that, that kind of, that's, that's, so, really, that's private, bro. It's a like, weird thing. That, yeah. That's really, that's, that's private. That, that was Prince's like personal, like museum. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you got to think that he put something about that in his, you know, will or something or who knows, who knows that man did some weird things right before he died. <laughs> yes. like he, saw like he like, but I mean by like weird, like not like, like Prince level weird. Cause we all have like a, a level of what we all think like Prince level weird is <laughs> and was thanks to, you know, Purple Rain and Dave Chappelle. <laughs> but like, I think like, cause he, he was never, he was never like a sponsored act. He was always self-funded. Mm so like everything he did he did on his own Mm. like he would raise the he would raise all the money he'd need to by you know doing what he does best writing for folks Mm. so like the the tour before he or as he was getting ready to go on that tour like he had like signed deals for the first time like had a fender deal had a marshall deal had a yamaha deal where yamaha was going to build him this custom uh custom piano like they did for Mm. uh rocket man um Elton John Elton John um, same exact deal that, that Elton got for this grand mm. piano that they were going to move for him from place to place like uh, all you got to do is give us your schedule we'll make sure that piano man. was there like what the <laughs> and I only know I only know about the Yamaha deal because they were gonna pack they packaged drums as well mm. so it's like the I was working at Lone Star percussion at the time mm. and the Yamaha rep came in the door And we had been following the story like pretty heavily. This is my first time working with dual monitors. So I had like CNN on one monitor and all of my sales stuff on the other and just had it muted. And I'll never forget. Old John Scully walks through the door and he's super happy. And he's talking about like, yeah, y'all are never going to believe this. Like we just signed Prince. And I hear him. And I'm just like looking over at the screen. And it's now like, like update. The artist formerly known as that's the died and i'm just like whoa what really so he's geeking about like the just dealer. sign just sign which yeah. is a really big deal because again prince never signed a deal wow like that's not something he did so i had to tell scully the bad news and i don't think like our relationship was never the same after that. Like, <laughs> like never. Like, I don't think we actually like joked with each other anymore. Like anytime he would come by, yeah, I he just got a fog of PTSD around like, just around me. Cause like, <laughs> like I told him that like he walked outside and we didn't see him for like at least another hour. Like he was just on the wow. phone. Just like, yeah. I was like, damn dude. Dang. Like I felt really, really bad. Like, it's kind of, it's, kind of funny but it, not that the death is funny like just like the, the circumstance around it like the situation is funny like you could write that as situational funny and comedy and tragedy it's that, that close. close yeah <laughs> but god yeah that was that was one of those, like one of the more awkward moments of my life wow Jeez. yeah I just but, it just popped up on my phone
0: i didn't have to break anyone's heart <laughs> dang I, we wow, couldn't wow, be on our phone but i had yeah, to see, yeah, yeah. see it in like up
1: wow <laughs> like, dang yeah, that was yeah, the like, second second time I've had like that type of news happen by way of like TV. Mm. But I found out I found out Michael died when I was on when I was on tour teaching. I was teaching drum corps. We had mm. a free day in Chicago. I only found out because we had just made it to this random sushi bar. It was like seemed to be the only sushi place in like the square like fifteen mile radius of where we were dropped off in Chicago. <laughs> so we found the one spot and we were like happy as hell. We finally sit down look up at the screen and it was just like showing like michael jackson stuff at the bottom like michael's uh officially passed away source unknown it's like what i don't even want to eat no more like i was so excited for the sushi like mm. i don't even want to eat no more like i don't even have an Dang. appetite and like why it's like michael just died the homeboy's like bro we about to go back and eat green bean casserole for the next like three weeks you better <laughs> eat <laughs> <laughs> you better eat your freaking sushi so in my head like i'm always gonna have like like i have like celebrity deaths like always wrapped around like some type of situational funny that's like damn it that sucks like because he was right like they they want to be in like green bean casserole for like lunch and dinner for like at least like another like two weeks so yeah that was a shout out to open class drum corps (laughs) green bean casserole baby
0: i think yeah i I remember being at work when, when it, when it announced that Prince had passed, that was crazy. And it didn't seem like, yeah, it just seemed so weird. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, there's, I mean, there's been a lot of key artists in the last just five years alone that passed away. It's felt like oh, really there's so weird. Many. There's so many. Like, of really, them. I mean, like, like when Bill Withers like died and like I, Bill Withers is one of my favorites. Like, yep. oh, he's like, he's in my top 10. I mean, I've got a massive list of people that I appreciate, but he's, He's just, he's just awesome.
1: He wouldn't make my, and that sucks. Like, he wouldn't make my top 10, but I'll be, I'll be damned, like, like, hands. Uh, grandma's Hands grandma's hand oh, is yeah. probably like one of the greatest. That's one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. I feel like that song makes me cry like every, every time. time. Every time. It's right up there with "Dance with My Father from Luther Vandross. Mm. Like, and I still have my dad. Like <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no reason to cry over the thought of losing my dad. Like my dad's here. You know, <laughs> like I've lost my mom. So there are like certain songs that like I can't hear, like uh, Ribbon in the Sky, mm. Stevie One. If I hear Ribbon in the Sky, I immediately tear up. And that song didn't even like elicit an emotion for me. That's just the song that she got married to. Um, like, that was yeah. her song that she wanted played, was gotcha. Ribbon in the Sky. yeah. And I'm like, why does hearing that make me cry? Hmm. I wasn't even, like, I wasn't even a thought in my dad's eye. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was still swimming around at that point, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, that song shouldn't elicit any emotion. Same way, like, Grandma's Hands shouldn't elicit any emotion from me. But it does. It Every does. single time, I just want to cry. Well, that's what I'm saying, man. It's like, he's
0: got this, like, soulful talent that he exudes and would just pour into his work i mean i don't know like we did an episode on his first album me and my dad broke down the album track by track Oof. and and talked about like the background and like that album's phenomenal first of all but like just yes. the fact that the album cover is like him in his like factory clothes standing in the doorway of, the, of his factory, factory. job yeah. holding his fucking lunch pail and he, he's in his 30s, you know, and then like he, he was just busking and going like, you know, club to club and doing what he could. And then when he actually gets a deal and he gets in the studio, you got people like Stephen Stills and Graham Nash, like telling him mm-hmm. like, dude, you're phenomenal, you know, and Bill just be like, ah, it's all right. You know, I'm still working on it. I'm like, no, that's amazing. Like, what the hell was that? Right. I want to help you. And then you get Stephen Stills playing guitar on on his first album. And it's just like this is because i'm steven still at the height i mean that was that, yeah. that, was, that was 69 sixty nine seventy. so i mean he was at the height of his career and 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 i mean that's just outrageous i mean it, uh, uh he he just i don't know it's a beautiful person and like I, I love all his albums but um yeah when he passed it just felt felt that, weird that it, one didn't feel real yeah because it felt like i don't know what you know is that weird concept you get where you're just
1: like yeah they'll always be here you know yeah it took, you, i i 100 I took him for granted I, mm. And I, I I broke a rule of mine that usually when people die I don't listen to their catalogs at least for like a couple of years mm. because I'm not if I if I didn't glorify you while you were alive I'm definitely not going to glorify you now that I know that you died mm. because that's the only way that people's albums sell like mm. when somebody's career dies they usually hit the best their album sales ever yeah. did the artist uh, what's it called Let's just term it like that artist dead, dynamic the dead yeah. artist It yeah, is there's a dynamic. whole thing. there's a whole thing I just never do the name of it but like. No, that's a it's a really, really weird thing, but that's something I've always tried to hold true. Like I went years before I ever really listened to Mac Miller. Hmm. Because same thing, like when Mac died, it's like that's cool. I didn't listen to Mac when he was alive, so I'm not gonna like, you know, dive deep now. Overtly like support and listen to the guy now. Like I'm gonna come back when I'm ready with fresh ears and like think, damn, I should have went to go see him. (laughs) Mm, Sure. Which is where I am now. But then like even yeah listening to bill withers definitely like hit me in a certain way it was like i didn't realize how many songs i just fell in love with and i didn't even have to really fall i just heard them and just loved them right and i right. just never listened enough to where i can't put them in my top 10 mm. because i never gave them the time of day like mm. i'm not there yet like i'm still not at the point where i can listen to a fresh album without thinking i want to hear this song first hmm so i'm not there yet and as soon as i am i'm gonna dive into that catalog (laughs) but i'm just not there yet Hmm. and it sucks (laughs) because i want to be i feel (laughs) like his first album is pretty
0: damn close to being flawless it's just good Mm -hmm. i mean his covers are
1: awesome like he has like a gospel cover of uh let it be Mm -hmm. that's awesome i've heard bits and pieces just never actually sat through as a you know a music fan just listened Yeah. yeah And I kind of like where I am now, but it's like, I have to break that. And like, (laughs) I just got to figure out who I'm going to break it with. Like, who am I going to like break out of the box and just say, all right, I'm just going to dive into this catalog today. Mm. All right, well, I'm just going to dive into this because we have it. We have it all at our disposal. And I just, you know, you can call it lazy or just looking for the the, the next thing. Yeah. There's always going to be a next thing.
0: But yeah, well, that's, that's the crazy thing about modern musical or even modern media pursuits. It's like, you, even if you're a junkie, you're not going to know it all. No. <laughs> it's like, you, you can know everything about uh, um, soul and R&B and totally forget about, um, you know, blues music. And Absolutely. You talk to someone could just talk
1: your, your, your head off about that. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, that's like, gorgeous. I love that. I wouldn't have otherwise even known to listen. Right. And that's what it's like, like again, you may have to hear it in the liner notes. But there's a whole bunch of things we talked about before we actually hit record. But so one of them, just to sum it up, was the idea of like you're always going to find somebody who's listening to something new, hmm. and like it's great when you can spread out amongst different crowds and you like find things yeah. because music fans will listen to things from a fan's perspective versus professionals who listen to things and they'll you know tend to stick within their own or they'll stick really close to home like there's a certain style that I like to play so I find drummers who drum that certain style and I find this really badass person who drums in that style now I like him now I like this band that he's in now I want to find these other projects that he's doing Yeah, you know and you kind of just like everybody does that in certain ways but we don't really talk about them and I feel like that's where we are as a society now where it's beyond okay but I feel like we're just now getting to the point where it's okay to talk to people (laughs) Because <laughs> I think it's great. Like, I keep looking at your nose and your mouth. Like, I've gone, like, I teach. So I've gone years with like students that I have now that's like, I'm still like, yo, this is what you like look like. Mm. Cause I taught you for an entire year. You look know, like this. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm enjoying this. So like, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to having these conversations or like planting a seed and watching these conversations happen with my students. Yeah. You know, so it's, uh, It'll be a really a really, really, really fun social experiment for me to see like who likes what, how they like what, and when did you start liking what? And it has to be something different. Nobody can say the same band. Yeah. So like, let me ask you a question, Okay? Do it. A band that you think I don't know, but they have to be in your top five. So I'm assuming like our top five bands, we may have something that correlates, but I wanted you to think to pick one. That's in your top five that you think I haven't heard of. Mm. Lord, it's kind of hard for me to pick a top five.
0: <laughs> no, I know. Like, but, yeah, like
1: first problem is like, how do uh, I pick five? Yeah, yeah. So well, I, threw, I threw the number out there because <laughs> you, you can just blindly just pick anything. Yeah. So like, they don't have to be in your top five, but It just has to be like one of your favorites that you think that I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll I'll, I'll I have one because like. I I have two. I want to try two on you. Okay, do that. I'm with it. The the one that I'll lead with is truly. He's he. he, I used to like him. I used to think he was really good, like cool. Mm -hmm. Um, first heard him from a TV show and and saw him live with an album. But then I the last two years I've become obsessed with him. I don't know what the deal. It's washed out. Washed out. Nope. Never heard of him, dude. Green. Yeah. Dude. All yeah, right. They have all of his records like right there. there like, there it is. It's is the first one. Is that one? Yeah, on that one top, right there. Yeah. Purple Noon just came out like last year. Fucking
1: awesome album, dude. I, right. I listen to that album probably like twice a day. Done. Okay, <laughs> but I, I selfishly asked this question because I need something new to listen to. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, dude, Pur- Purple Noon and uh, uh, Paracosm. Those are such mm-hmm. cool albums, man. Paracosm is like a full, like, paradise kind of concept album where okay like you just kind of feel like you're in
1: this realm of paradise the whole time it's i like a, i like the concept of paradise yeah logic did a really cool paradise album called uh what was that album i think it was it was a second one second do you listen to logic at all yeah the you talk, the time that is mixtape or mm. actual album is the actual album uh the incredible true story the incredible true story yeah yeah where they're on the trip to find paradise yeah yeah that was like that was probably one of the cooler, like, concept of, like, yeah, so what's going to happen when we find it? Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> Plot twist.
0: <laughs> well, that's, that's an awesome album. That's super good album. All of his albums are great. Yeah, he's super good. Yeah, I love I love everything. And he's out of
1: retirement, of course. <laughs> I it was only going to last so long. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. No one. Uh, yeah. No. I was about to say, I, I, like, Gambino I'm, retired, and I think he actually, like, <laughs> he, he pretty much stuck to it. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I like, think he's working on one. Well, I don't hey. know. I, I want him to rap again, but I, I, you know, I think he's pretty done rapping. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Once, once Redbone dropped, I was like, "I'm, I'm convinced, and I'm good." <laughs> like, I, you, you're right. I don't, I don't need another rap album, but I would have liked one. <laughs> All right, give me one. Uh, the Reign of Kendo. Oh, no. And uh, what kind of music is that? Uh, it's a, it's a mix of like. It's where classical meets alternative, I guess. It's probably the best way to phrase that.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: I mean, it's very pi- uh, very piano-driven. Oh, okay. But, I mean, standard drums, guitar, uh, mm-hmm. slash electric, bass, percussionist. Yeah. Like, just a very easy listening, but at the same time, like, groovy. Cool. And, and they're just... I don't know. We found him completely on accident one day. Nice. We A whole bunch of homies got together and we watched this documentary. It's like Inside the, the Mind of Mad mm. where they like break down like what makes people like evil. Like oh. is it like so, like social constructs or is it like, you know, when the brain gets put in certain situations, like a switch gets flipped mm. and you can't unflip it. And so they they talked about like prisoners of war and they were like blasting certain types of music while having people... Un, like so far under the earth to the point where like your, your body vibrations aren't vibrating the same anymore because you're that far away from the sun. So we oh, wow. feed like we naturally radiate like yeah. vibrations. Like, like sound wise, there's a whole Hertz for it, but we, we all resonate the same for the most part because we're all in the same function. We're all that much closer to the sun. We're all that far away from it. Mm. But if you're underneath the ground That stops the rays from getting to you. That affects you personally. It's like when plants die that need sun that don't get sun. Same type of deal. So, but they are also talking about like the type of music that they would blast. And one of the bands was called like the Reign of Terror or something. And it was just like this stupid drum heavy like like murder death like just. Mm. And we thought it was really cool at the time. We were all clearly baked, Um, (laughs) but. And we tried to find it on, on YouTube afterwards, and we just typed in the reign of, and I just picked the first one because none of us could remember what the, the what it was, mm. and it, it just happened to be Kendo, and we just clicked the first video, and it wasn't anything like what we expected, <laughs> but by the time we'd even realized that we cared, we're already like six different videos deep at this point. So we hit <laughs> one, and then it's just like, what did we just hear? That was awesome. <laughs> Does anybody remember what we even looked for? And then the next video starts. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next video. And it's just like, and then we got ads. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, we didn't even have time to like really talk about it outside of like next video is going to play in 10, <laughs> 9, 8. So like we found them really, really early. If you can tell by the, the, the lack of ads. <laughs> mm, so yeah, that was one of the, like, anytime they've come to Texas, I've tried to catch them. Cool. They yeah, I'll my, check them out. Yeah, the reign of Kendo. Hmm. That's awesome. All right, give me another one. I'll give you another one.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, shit. Did you? That's probably one of the. That's that's definitely
1: one of the easy favorites. Because I, I, I have to mean, think I about. I want to start pitching this question out more. This is good. Oh, do you? Hey, you, that's yours, man. Have at it. That's good. Have at it. I think you would definitely. If I had to pick a top five, you would definitely already know a good number of those. Outside of that one, that's that's probably like the like top ten. Just think of something that you think
0: is unexpected to me. Uh, cause that
1: one's a good one. I can tell that one's a personal good one, but uh, that's hard. That's hard. <laughs> I never have to, I never plan on the question being thrown back at me. <laughs> well, welcome hmm. to the Thunderdome. Bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess, uh, will we take individual acts as well? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how, how, how heavily influenced are you in rap? I mean, uh, I, you, I know you like Logic, so you're really into, like, concept rap. Uh,
0: well,
1: not yeah, really into, but you can... Yeah, you, I
0: mean, I've, I'm all over the place, man. I don't, okay. I don't even have, a, like, a lane that I
1: stay in or anything. It's That's just, beautiful. It's a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I could be listening to Black Star one day,
1: and then Bobby Digital, and then, yeah. Then you back to... All right. Yeah, back to Under Pressure. And, okay, well, this sucks. There's so many different, like, rappers, so you can call it a cop-out. But there's a rapper by the name of Saba.
0: Okay, yeah, I've heard of Saba. You've heard of
1: Saba? All right, uh, all right. On to the next one. Damn <laughs> I love, I love Saba. Saba's dope as hell. But I,
0: I, I haven't deep dived though. I like, mean, he
1: only I, has two projects. Okay, so. yeah, because that's what I was gonna say. Is there's only so so much you can really dive into that one, just because he's only got two projects. But both of them are really, really
0: good. Oh, see, I haven't, I haven't heard care for me. I, I, I heard bucket list. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's
1: care for me is a move. Okay, that is absolutely the move. Boom. And then I've been in such an old, oh, I guess not an old state, I, I only I mean saw about Sub. Sorry, just because of uh, Acid Rap. Oh yeah, it's the only reason why I'd heard of him before. Oh, that's wild. Because so when I think of Acid Rap, like I think of like like one of the pioneers of Acid Rap who like started the whole like offbeat timing and just like just going like. Uh, uh, the bus driver. Uh, he made this. He made this track, and it was on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. And I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I mean, it still What's, is. What song? It's called Imaginary Places. It's um. Yeah, listen to that because I grew up on that game. I was about to you've heard it. I like. i I'm sure I heard it. I tell everybody they've heard it, but yeah, the bus driver was a dude's name, and I. I was super lucky to be in be with um, a baseline that that had that much fun with music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard this song before. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like... It It just blurred the lines between, like, chopping, which was just, like, you know, breaking everything down by syllable to make it, like, to create faster rhythms. Yeah. And then, like, this whole mind-bending over the bar line flows, which is what, I, I guess, like, acid rap and essentially, like, did but they just did it differently on the production side of it mm. but rhythmically like with the flows everything just kind of it arrived when it was supposed to arrive i'm not going to tell you how we get there but we're gonna get there mm. you know chance and guys like that and it's like yeah when i think of that immediately i go back to like that and go wow if that dude had like dropped something if he had dropped imaginary places like now he would have gotten a much better response than he mm. did then yeah like no one remembers the first. <laughs> right? It's true. I, mean, I say the same thing about Emojin Heap all the time. About who? Emojin Heap. Who's uh her? She was a... Oh, she's still alive. So she is... Uh, she's a singer who does, like, all of her own parts. So she'll layer herself on top of... Like, mm. now you just have, like, a loop recorder. You can just do on a loop recorder. Sure. But before loop recorders were a thing, you had to, like, audio process everything in real time. Yeah. So she would, like digitally record herself and perform like with herself on multiple different like, like areas. So, um, I'm trying to think I'd have to find a video to show you, which they're all worth it, but they're just old. <laughs> I think you can tell by, yeah. When did she, when was she performing early two thousands? Oh, okay. Like hide and seek was like her, her biggest track. And that was, that came back by way of, uh, uh, set. was this, not Saturday night live. It was Saturday Night Live. They had this whole like the OC, the ending of like the O C season. Much mm, you say? Yeah, it was Saturday Night Live. Yeah. yeah like that's oh, that's, that's heat Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, so that, I that totally whole s- forgot who
0: sang that song.
1: <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I got gotcha. it. Everybody does. And that's okay. She, like, she's, cool. she's perfect as she is. But she just like she just layers herself on top of herself. Mm. So that that harmony part is already recorded. and mm-hmm. She's playing to it. Oh, well, she's got this going on, but like every now and again, yeah. This song is easy one. She won't lay herself really until the end of that one. I needed. Oh, that's why it's because it's actually searching for high. Oh, because I mean,
0: I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, she's making her own overtone, right? She's Correct. Making some strange, a strange overtone.
1: Yeah, and there's just a number of different tracks to pick and choose from when it involves her. But yeah, oh, yeah aha okay. is a good one um that's just that's just a funny track i think and then um just for now just for now is probably the best one to watch because she'll actively like you'll see her clapping physically recording that and then she'll do like vocal stuff Ah, 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 and then it'll just it'll just loops and now she's like providing her own background and beat and then she'll just start singing or she'll like hum into certain things layer it humming into another so she's creating her own layers and it's like wow I wish you'd uh, like done that like 10 years after the fact when you could just have a loop pedal process to a laptop yeah just right into your DAW and just as knock, po- it out, yeah, knock it out yeah as opposed to like <laughs> keyboards going into pedal processes going into other pedal processes yeah. going into a computer going like a computer and th- you know what I mean like yeah, it, yeah. it's like oh it would have taken you so long to get set up right yeah <laughs> Or
0: it's like thinking about I mean like any old school technique. I mean yep. think about like Bohemian Rhapsody, how oh my they get God. the high pitched harmonies. Like they just record it over the tape over naked to distort it to make it sound
1: just weird because they, they're they out of budget. Right. <laughs> they're like we need to fill this space and we have some money. So that's so genius. Like I wanna be in a studio where like somebody has like a genius, genius epiphany. Moment? Oh, or it's yeah. like I've I've never witnessed a real genius moment. Like mm. if I really think back to my life, like I've no point in time have I just seen a genius moment. Like I've seen like eureka moments where True. people will just like yeah slight pun to loyal sally um it's the last album we did is eureka moments <laughs> like, wow never thought i'd do that um but like i've seen people have like epiphanies where like things just like wow i should just do this and then they go and do it and it actually works out yeah eureka moment like it's it's not quite the genius one yet because like that's just it worked for you yeah and i'm happy that it worked for you because we're supportive but it's like didn't quite have that like game changing no not yet yeah like jaw tells me like he's told me stories like, like he's told me this story at least like five or six times job ja born has about like just being in the room when a guy just like birthed the name neo soul yeah like he gave the sound that Ja born created a name like that's a moment of genius <laughs> yeah like because we had, he had no idea at the time that a genre would have been, was born that day. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, I would dare say that you were in the process, you were in the presence of a genius moment. Mm. Like, now, I guess these eureka moments, if they, you know, go as they continue in like that, that trajectory, maybe they do become genius moments, but I haven't seen one yet. Mm. that just like, that was the idea and it worked. Mm. Yeah. I just want one. I just want to witness one, and I want one song on a radio that's going to be there for my grandkids to hear. I want one hit, and yeah, that's it. just want one hit and one genius moment. They don't even have to be like in the same realm. If they do, then that hit's going to be awesome. But like, that's all I want in life. I just want one hit, and one. And I want to witness one genius moment. It's not. It's not too hard. <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> well, that's
0: quite a goal. <laughs> but no, but hey, that's that. That's awesome, though. Keeps me going every day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because that's what I think. I mean, I mean, and in, in this uh, show pursuit, there's a lot of dreams I have of what could you know just keep going and going. But like when I'm a salesperson, like I, that's why I think of myself. It's like if I'm not working with this company that does so much, you know, that uses so much mm-hmm. of our product. It's like then, like, why, why am I not? talking to them like trying to convince them to do it every day or me working on myself to just be a little bit better right Right. same with any type of craft exactly if you if you respect and appreciate what could be in the future it's like then you take right now a lot more seriously yeah you know i completely agree yeah i mean that's 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 really probably like the most common thread about like professional musicians it's like they're they understand like you gotta take your ego, put it right there, and just focus on your craft <laughs> mm-hmm. and get really good and be able to to prove it. You know, because yeah. you can't
1: fake it. Night know? in and night out. Yeah. Hey, they say the best your worst show is that's the last show. Mm. Your worst show. Your worst show is the last show. Like that was somebody's first show, and that was your worst show. It's like, ooh, they may not see you again. Mm. So I was like, when I when I came to realize that, I was like, yeah. There's no such thing as ego. Like, I don't have one. I and mean, we none of us should have one. Why? Because this show was awesome to me. Sucked for him. That's what everybody's going to take from it. Mm. It has nothing to do with what we do whatsoever. It doesn't matter if you think you are hot shit. If that one person sitting in the back doesn't like it and he tells five people that he didn't like it, that's five people that aren't going to like it based off of what one person said. Yep. So, like, what's the point of having an ego at that point? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's Twitter. <laughs> that, that is Twitter. <laughs> it's not black Twitter, so don't get at me, but that is the rest of Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's the world. Black Twitter's all genius and, you know, kissing babies and <laughs> the greatest thing ever. So don't at me, guys.
0: Well, so uh, uh, I guess we can start kind of wrapping it up. Is there, you said you're, y'all are working
1: on an EP or about to, mm-hmm. uh, we, we're set. I think so I think we're trying to do a an actual like re, like a formal release um, in September. I think it's gonna be like September seventeenth. I want to say okay. Is when we're looking at it'll cool. be in like uh, Mesquite Art Center. if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what we just landed on Mesquite Art Center uh, September seventeenth with Loyal Sally. I don't know what the album or EP is gonna be called yet because mm. I I pretty much just recorded it and got off a of plane. It's like, Oh, these are the track listings. Got it. <laughs> cool. But I will say it's, uh, the way it's, the way it's tracked together is almost as if, if you're a loyal Sally fan, this is almost like a concept album for you hmm. because they talk about getting out of Garland a lot. <laughs> it's a, it, I mean, that's the, you don't need much motivation to want to get out of Garland, <laughs> out of but Garland. they talk about it. They talk about it a lot. So like this, this, the story of this album is actually pretty cool. And, um uh, it's going to take you on a little journey of, like, classic Loyal Sally. And then, you know, we we tried some things. Okay. You know? So hopefully Throwing, everybody enjoys it. Throwing some garland angst in there. <laughs> There's a little bit of garland angst in there.
0: <laughs> well, cool. Yeah check it out man yeah man please do uh, yeah please do also I just wanted to throw out that uh, the opening track for the FNAs the Welcome to the FN show mm-hmm. I love that track
1: man that's, dude that's a great that's that a, is a that, great one that's a
0: groove that's a real good that is one. a
1: great one uh, shout out to one. Valenti Funk for that ugh well, we're we're going to start working on new material. It's been put the band together since they decided to stay together. Mm. So we're finally going to start putting out some new stuff. Hopefully here pretty soon. Now that the, the band is like a band again. Yeah. It's not been fun piecing that together. But we, we're, we're at a point where we're going to start doing some stuff. Hopefully we can get into Valley of the King Studios with Ja and uh, Billy Sin. And then who knows after that. But hopefully, we should have some new materials in the works, which cool. should have a like a good number of like local features with some up and coming oh, artists, which would be dope. Awesome! awesome. Oh
0: yeah. Uh, I just realized I forgot to ask you something. Shoot. Uh, were you the
1: drummer for Boxer's Brain? Like I was, it, it, like the whole time. Like yep. they were, Okay, cool. So I have seen you. Me and uh, my roommate that spoke about uh, uh-huh. James. That was the other percussionist. Cool. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I I've. S- Twice maybe, but I know for sure I saw Boxer's Brain at like 2015 like Deep Elm Art
1: Festival. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a fun sh- That was actually really fun. I like that show. Yeah, that was a good show. That was a good show. I have footage from that show somewhere. Nice. Yeah, I was there dog oh, that's awesome yeah yeah because i remember being because did y'all cover a run the jewels song no no it no. just it just sounded aggressive
0: <laughs> it like, just sounded aggressive as hell it just sounded aggressive as hell like those like because <laughs> i was trying to scrape my brain i was like there was something they played that one night that i was like this sounds really familiar but i couldn't place it and like okay and then it was not that. but yeah no yeah well, yeah me and my my family i think saw like that whole show that was a great show that's awesome
1: yeah like what a, what a great band like that was a great act i would say it was a great band that was a great act and the band was pretty much loyal sally mm. and that's what it was like loyal sally if one of the dudes dropped the guitar and started rapping mm. and then we just added a percussionist <laughs> and that's what nice. the boxer's brain was and he was added two rappers or two more rappers nice but yeah what a money act god <laughs> not a day goes by where i don't think about like what could have been with the boxer's brain so what happened with that? Oh, it just imploded. Mm. Too many egos. Too many things. Too many, too many, uh, too many chiefs. Mm. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Like whatever the uh, whatever the analogy yeah, is, me... that that's what it was. And it, it actually started getting way more attention than Loyal Sally did, mm-hmm. which is a big issue because Loyal sally had been around longer. Oh. But man, you you don't. <laughs> You don't you don't take firewood out the fire you know mm. what i mean like if it's there you're like, let it burn let's go like, right that's but yeah that's that's what happened hmm. so it just kind of imploded on itself uh however you know those who are hungry are still hungry they're still working so yeah. uh champ um he was the hype man of the group when it imploded it's probably like one of the like better rappers in the dfw nowadays hmm. he's just, being a boss right now he's doing things finally it's 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 looking really great for him um and his partner in crime blueprint or i guess he goes by michael heathen now Mm. again michael heathen i said it right blue um and they're also they're still rapping together they have a label gloat greatest label of all time Uh, they still do things in the area Uh, i think microphone lewis is done rapping or so he says but I'm going to get him on an A's track here soon. Mm-hmm. Whether he knows it or not, he's doing it. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the rest of the band, I think James has drummed in a couple of other groups. I'm in four and have another project in the works. And then, yeah, Loyal Sally is Loyal Sally. Nice. So like, we were all still working. Just, yeah, that was Pretty a... bunch of different ways. Yeah. <sighs> Boy, that was man, boxers brand. That was a gold mine. Season for a reason. Season for oh man, is that the name of this season? <laughs> season for the reason. <laughs> I'm saying that'd be a good one. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That's a good uh, album name. I'm saying. Apparently, I gave off a really good T-shirt idea to homies. Like he's thinking like word on T-shirts. It's like so what's Like what did you learn from Greece? Man, I just want to work, 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 and then find ways to keep working. He's like, yo! I swear to God, that's a t-shirt. Like, that is a straight up t-shirt. Like, in the works. (laughs) Like, like, legit. I just want to work, 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 and then find a way to keep working. It's like that's that's real. Like, I was I was off for ten days in a country that didn't have like live music. Like, Mm. I've never wanted to drum more in my (laughs) life. But it's like you know drumming don't pay all the bills you gotta spread the thing out so you gotta you know you work and then you go to another work and then you go to another work you know your work may be funner than others which mine is but it's work so i work 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 and when i'm not working i'm thinking about ways that i can keep working yeah. like, you know what's like let me see if i can get like tv money like what is like i wonder what it's like to do jingles i was like you know mm. what i mean like i'm always thinking about working yeah like it's just my work is just more fun than most people's work (laughs) you know like my work is entertainment i'm thinking about like getting in commercials and i'm trying to see like who's got an acting role that i that i can do Mm. like i don't mind being an extra but then i'm an IMDB credits you know what i'm saying like (laughs) like i want to work so like you know i was just talking about it's like damn that is a (laughs) t-shirt that's a legit t-shirt you have just just the words on the front and then you have like like the 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 whole imagery on the back of like Job number one, job number two, job number three, job number four, job number five. And it's like, they're not really jobs. It's just ways that dudes make money. It's a hustle. It's a hustle. An honest hustle. I think so. Yeah. So you're welcome to use that too. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, man. Well, that's a key characteristic, man. And, you know,
1: it's how you make things happen. That's how you do it. You yeah. just got to, you know, put a whole bunch of eggs and just throw them everywhere. Hope one of them hatches. And keep throwing them. Just keep throwing them. Yeah. One of them's going to hatch.
0: Yeah, everybody sucks at the beginning. <laughs> that's that's really i and I, I mean
1: it's hard it's a hard pill to swallow oh big time that's a hard pill to big swallow because
0: well, you offset everything in the beginning with your ego and you're like you know yep. it's like i'm so bad at this because i'm comparing myself to to so something and so yep. it's like well don't do that just focus on what you're learning and just keep growing and like the 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 more you get psyched out about it you know the less you're actually psyched in the, you know or focused in on it you know
1: see that's weird like i had this like sorry i know we're about to wrap up but I, <laughs> I i have this uh i i guess everybody calls it like an imposter syndrome yeah where i'm humble enough to accept a compliment from somebody but deep down I never truly like digest the compliment because sure. there's no way that you could be talking about me. Right. Like if you like the way that I drum, that's cool. That's awesome. But I can point out like at least like four or five other dudes that are like way better than me. So if you yeah. like what I do, you should watch these guys. Like yeah. instead of just saying, thank you. Well, I mean, like, I mean that, I mean, <laughs> truly, truly, I mean, like I say it's a
0: lot, that that's a trademark of like a real passionate musician where you're like, you talk to someone that has been doing it all their life and like, Hey man, you get drumming you're like I'm all right I'm like dude like Manny dude oh
1: yeah dude, <laughs> dude, right?
0: one time one time man we were having we had a party for my sister and uh, uh so my brother-in-law is the bassist and our band the mine canaries and then our buddy Evan lives out there too and he was there and so they had the equipment out and I and I drummed for him normally but I wanted to play the guitar I wanted to yeah I wanted to go nuts and I was like Manny you're here dude come on come, come <laughs> play on the drums he's like I can't I don't do that I like dude I was you, like, you can it. keep time man i was like that's all i'm asking at least and he's like oh yeah i can keep time I can keep time man. dude that guy walks up takes his wallet out puts on the, the snare, snare. <laughs> i was like oh yeah you don't know what you're doing okay <laughs> <laughs> and he kills it and it, yeah <laughs> but it's just it's just hilarious man because it's almost like everybody i mean like like uh, uh i mean like any musician i talk about and like you know yeah you know, what song are you learning oh i'm learning uh uh Oh no, I oh, don't know. Numb by Gary Clark Jr. Like yeah, yeah. I'm i I'm a piece of shit. I'm like, man, it's like you play it and like
1: play it. And like
0: that was that's pretty good, man. It's like just keep going. It's like you're you're way better than you think you are. I'm like
1: we're nah, so but abundantly he's so, good, though. He's so good that we are so <laughs> abundantly negative to ourselves. If yeah we, like the whole like we are our own worst critic thing. It's like I can understand that, but it's like the inability to legitimately take a compliment without immediately deflecting set compliment. But in an educational way, like I find a way to do it, and it's so like, wow! Thank you. Like I would have never thought to to look for this guy. Like I know it's mm. awesome. Like and I'm super enthusiastic about it. But deep down, it's like I just really didn't want that compliment because I don't believe you. Yeah. Like, and it's 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 it sucks. <laughs>
0: well, it's almost like you just respect the things that have brought you into the trade so much that they've been exalted to this weird level of like legend that you, you don't know how to get there. You just know you're in the vicinity. Right. And when someone gives you a comment, you must be like, Oh, I'm in the orbit now.
1: Right. <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm not like
0: approaching. I'm just near it. I, I was like, I like to think
1: of it as like, I, I'm on, like I'm, we're on the same highway. There you go. Yeah. You're just a, like you're thousands of miles ahead of me. We're on like, we're on 20, you know, <laughs> i may be in atlanta and you're in texas you know what i'm saying like my goal was to get to texas you beat you beat me there by you know at least 22 hours <laughs> you beat me but like we on the same highway I, I can see the exit sign yeah. well i know it's one up there MapQuest said so <laughs> wow MapQuest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man that's just a I mean, it's just a trait of someone that really respects you know what they do and they're like nah i'm not, I'm not good let me show you what's good you heard of this guy <laughs> That that's just what <laughs> I do, yeah. man. It's yeah. like this is the way to go. There's but, too many of us out here. But hey, man, if the only way to sharpen a blade is against something harder, very true. And so that's why you're doing every day, every single day. Against it, I mean, truly, that's what the best. I mean, I think that's that's just the kind of a trait of humanity and survival in general is like the the best are going to survive, but only by you know tests by pushing an very much, very much so very much environmental so. awareness, you know, and not just. Uh, this internal focal point of like the Russell's ego wants to do this or so and so did it this way. So I got to do it that, that way. way, you know
1: uh, just keep going, just keep pushing. That's okay. all we can do. Yeah. I'm, I'm way too invested now to not. <laughs> that's for damn sure. I'm like, way too invested. I have a drum room, bro. Like I got to oh, yeah. pay for that thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. But yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, man. Well, I'm, uh, I think
0: I need to come see you again. Since I've technically seen you once. Uh, <laughs>
1: acthatdrummer.net.
0: Yeah, there you The go. whole
1: show schedule's up there. Nice. acthatdrummer.net. Yeah, you have a great website, too, by the way. Thank you. Wix. Yeah, same. <laughs> it's the only way to... Brought I'd... to you by... Brought to you by Wix. <laughs> Pay this man, Wix. Yeah, and just, I, I just need same. to
0: reach out to them, because I, I love my website, man. Wix really, is the bomb. I
1: really do, and it's really easy. It's super easy. Like, it's super easy. Like, I, I understand enough now to be like, man who just needs a website right yeah. you know what i'm right. saying like yeah. i ain't saying I can, I can i ain't saying i'm anywhere i have a homie who does that for a living but it's yeah. like bruh, i did this thing on my phone yeah. and i like made it look awesome on a, like a mac air and it only took me like a day you can do it you can do this like y- <laughs> yeah. you know, y'all can do this like wix makes it stupid easy
0: That's a real good tool it's like the more time and like depth you
1: try and like deep dig into it and oh it'll, you can oh you can go down that rabbit hole yeah like, it's intense it's intense like it's i awesome. actually I actually had my whole calendar up there and i didn't even realize i did it like my oh. actual like day-to-day oh, yeah. calendar was up there and it was like <laughs> the oh shit yeah i was like let me take that down like, <laughs> i don't need the world knowing when i'm going on vacation that's what facebook's for think. <laughs> i'm kidding but if you're listening to this and you're on my social media feeds acthatdrummer.net. go there check them out all, all right, right brother
0: bro next time. Indeed. Yes. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, visit our website, musicmythpodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Goodbye.